Donnie's here to help you with your questions, handy hints, uh, workshop tips, and uh, you just give him a call here. The number is 222-9224. It's all brought to you by SureTop Roofing of Burlington. And a lot of you folks have had, uh, you know, problems about roofing, so you might want to call us about that. By the way, uh, he has he will answer questions about carpentry, storage, uh, electricity, uh, bathroom, kitchen, garages, landscaping, and he'll answer questions on about anything here. Give us a call, 222-9224. You know, I grew up in a house on a mill village, and they were all built, mm-hmm. I guess, back in the 20s, etc. But uh, oddly enough, you'd think about these houses would be cheap, but they had those, uh, like what it's like, slate roofing. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. And that stuff had been on them originally there. Yes, sir. Those last forever. Yeah. And then what I was the other thing I was going to say, it had hard rock maple floors in the house. Oh, wow. It, I mean, you, that, I you think of that, that today. And this is just a, a mill house that rented for 50 cents a room. That was like $2 a week. Oh, wow. A lot has changed for sure. <laughs> and the garage was 25 cents. I remember my dad said, that garage, 25 cents. I never let him use it, though. I was always putting on shows. Or, <laughs> I believe stuff that. Like I believe that. that. Yeah. Yes, sir. So he never got to use the garage. What's going on with all this weather out here? I don't know if you've looked at the forecast, mm. but today is a, a day to be enjoyed. Uh, yeah. 70 degrees, and yeah. it looks like after today, it's going to be high of 50 or 45 and down in the 20s and 30s at night. So that's going to have a big impact on everybody, especially the folks doing the construction uh, through the winter. So just not much of a fall we had. You know, I, I brought up this mill house because I grew up in it, and uh, we didn't have any uh, – we had pretty large overhangs, but we didn't have any gutters. Mm. And what I was going to get around, uh, does a house actually need gutters? Or is that, I know if you have a basement, it helps keep the water away from. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, any kind of foundation, especially something built yeah. back in the 20s or 30s, uh, yeah. channeling that water away. I think the building code is it has to have positive drainage for 10 feet away from the house all wow. the way around just to get the the permit or i'm sorry just to get the building final when you're going to yeah. move in so yeah. you know the the watershed with the grade is pretty important but the mm-hmm. gutters i mean you can you can depending on the volume that comes off of the roof in a certain yeah. area it could really make a big problem those well, none old, of these houses had gutters oh yeah well i'm yeah. sure that uh you know, it's it's small problems like uh, it could erode the water away in certain areas just below a valley or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, mm-hmm. those older homes typically had a footing mm-hmm. that would just be a brick turned perpendicular to the foundation. So they didn't have a concrete footing like we have today. No, it was on brick pillars. Right, right. What, um, you know, that, uh, but certainly not required. And they got by for a long time. But I think that the gutters, yeah. as cheap as they are, oh, I think yeah. that that's I mean, a, I'm all for them. I yeah. just wanted to know, you know, those houses, none of them, I remember those houses, none of them had gutters. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, one of the things people don't realize that our, our water around here has a pretty high acid content. And if the water is able to sit right on the foundation and you see these problems with basements and, mm-hmm. you know, you go 10 years and you never have a basement leak. Well, if you have poor drainage around the basement and that water has been sitting there every time we have a rainy season until it just, you know, uh, disappears mm-hmm. from uh, somewhere in the ground. When it's sitting up against that foundation, the, the acid in the right. water will, will right. break down the mortar between the, the, the masonry yeah. products. And it's yeah. just inevitable if you don't have a good waterproofing agent in place. Well, here somebody says that we have a recurring leak that only happens 
when we have wind and rain? Any idea uh, what could be wrong? Yeah, we got this question uh, yesterday. We had a lot of uh, maybe two or three hours of pretty heavy wind and and really a lot of water to go with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've scheduled an appointment with these folks, but just sight unseen. What I mentioned to them was that, uh, you know, flashing all the way around the house, depending on what kind of flashing and what it's used for, the flashing is made to work with gravity, uh, normal day gravity and, and, you know, um, say an average rain. But uh, when you start taking gravity out of the equation, meaning a wind-driven rain, you know, so a lot of a lot of places that are flashed, you know, will, will prove themselves vulnerable. And um, it's one other thing, if I hear that that same problem happens around the ridge vent, you know, when we put a ridge vent up there, you, you can't see this from the ground or anything, but the ridge cap that goes on top of the vent, mm-hmm. we actually run that same cap in about two feet from the edges of the ridge vent so that uh, if that's not done properly, wind-driven rain uh, is something that you'll always have a problem with because that opening for the vent is just you know too close to the edge of, of the vent itself. Mm-hmm. So could be a couple of things. Okay. I guess the blowing rain is a hard hard thing to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the nor'easters, when we have a, you know, this hurricane that just blew through, it's mm-hmm. like the wind direction came from the the north more so than what we normally get from the southwest. And anytime we have a, uh, a, a wind change direction like that, we just know that the leak calls are coming because normally with the southwest and the normal rainstorms that blow up through here uh, headed northeast bound, they will, uh, they will show themselves uh, just as a normal leak and then... <coughs> The um, the rains rains and wind that come in from the other direction will always will always expose something that, that's been a problem for a while. Okay. Uh, by the way, if you folks have any uh, questions during the week, we'd like for you to either text them in or uh, call them in to uh, Donnie and the folks at SureTop Roofing of Burlington. Uh, give them a call. The number is two seven zero ninety two ninety two. That's three three six, of course. Two seven zero ninety two ninety two. And Donnie will be glad, uh, you know, if he's not there, whatever, he'll be glad. Uh, they'll take down the questions, and he'll have them here on the program for you each Wednesday here at 1130. And, of course, they do all kind of roofing stuff, whether it's a complete roofing for the home or uh, just repairs that need to be made, et cetera. I thought it was interesting you talking about how you uh, did the roofing where on the front you know, if there were missing shingles there, that you might take them from the back and put them <laughs> yes, out there and put new ones in the back. That yep. wouldn't be as obvious, even though you're trying to match them as best you can. Oh, absolutely. But yes, the sir. sun and the weathering, it changes colors. It sure does. And that's uh, just a little trick we have up our sleeve. And uh, folks are... It's a great idea. Yeah, it works well. And a lot of times it's not a perfect match just because of what you just mm-hmm. said. The sun exposure on the back and the front of the house yeah, is going to be different. different but yeah. still better than a brand new shingle over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, labor storage is uh, becoming more important every year. The more and more I read about this deal, and uh, I'm experienced in this firsthand, uh, but labor shortage is something that... that just becomes a, a hot topic it's um it's really hard you know on a local level i hear all the time and uh the, everybody's got plenty of work but they can't find guys to come to work or yeah. take the jobs and it's just a very sad especially thing especially small jobs especially and um you know my dad for instance he's a footing subcontractor and what he does with he works with bobcats backhoes uh, excavation concrete and things like that it's just amazing you know when i came through 
we had all the folks in the world were asking for a job and now you know somebody will take a dollar less an hour to work in the air condition yeah and it's uh and there's something to be said for that you know if that's if that's your cup of tea that's okay but i'm just amazed and wanted to comment on that that there's so many uh, technical trades out there that are looking for qualified folks and, mm-hmm. and my understanding is it's just difficult to find somebody with a uh, legitimate driver's license so if you're able body with a driver's license you know there's there's a lot of folks out there that are looking to hire and um especially going into the winter you know it's a kind of one of those times if anyone was thinking about a career change if you get into construction in the winter it's certainly not going to be a frantic pace like it is during the warm months so good time to maybe get a foot in the door somewhere and yeah. learn at your own pace labor shortage boy i tell you that i know the restaurants have a terrible time with that oh yeah for um, sure Hey, here, here's something. They talk about a smart TV. What is a smart home? Oh, my. Well, they're becoming ever so popular. And you, if you go through Best Buy or Lowe's, you often see these products that are tied in. And I'm kind of one of these folks who I'm a late adopter. I like for the technology to come out and, and you know, get a little better and mm-hmm. a little cheaper and then maybe buy in. But It's uh, kind of like a car that comes out with something new. It's kind of kind of best to make a couple of models go by before yes, you jump into it. Exactly the same thing. But the smart home, I've, I've been keeping an eye on it uh, for a while. And the first thing that we actually bought was one of these smart thermostats. And, you know, they have the thermostats that will pay attention to your lifestyle yeah, and program yeah, itself. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm a little OCD for that. So I, I like to program it around best I can around my, my family schedule, my children's schedule and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, I'm a big believer in the, the the thermostats. I think they have one called a Nest. Uh, Honeywell has a couple of good ones. Um, there's there's one that's made by Amazon, and I'm not sure what the, I think it's called Echo or something like that. Um, but they're all tied to these smart home controls. And mm-hmm. the big thing about the thermostats is that they really do save you a lot of money. Um, if you have a, a heating and air system, and say you're just distracted by everyday life. This thing definitely helps curb your your spending on your utilities because it's just going to run it on a program, and uh, whatever you tell it, you know, if you're at work, it'll uh, warm the house up or cool the house down maybe 30 minutes before you get home, and you just have all kind of options. And the neatest thing is you can control it with your phone. Yeah, that's that is really good. It is. Yeah. It is. I, I was because uh, sometimes your schedule changes. Oh, absolutely, for yeah. sure. And you can always override them with the touch of a button if you get mm-hmm. home early or that sort of thing. But um, you know, I bought one of these Nest, and that might have been why I say I'm a uh, late adopter, but uh, the Nest is the first one that pioneered this deal, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. made, they're circular. They look like an old-timey thermostat almost with a, a mm-hmm. digital display yeah, in the middle. Yeah. So I buy a Nest and probably $150 or so, and mm-hmm. I go home and, and really try to hook this thing up myself, and, and I noticed that I was having some problems with my heating and air responding to the Nest when it sent the signal to, you know, turn on or turn mm-hmm. off. Um, mm-hmm. My neighbor is just a heating and air guru and and uh, of course i call him over and and he said yeah you have a i had a three-stage unit meaning that you know we talked about last week when my heating and air it comes on and say i have a, a four-ton unit but it only needs mm-hmm. one or two tons in right, um, right. spring spring fall time um but anyway the nest wasn't as cap as advanced as the heating and air system so the thing to do is to make sure you know that maybe you get a heating and air guy to they install one of these up. they got to match up yes sir but uh several other things with the smart home they have a thing now that goes in your your electrical panel itself, and if you're just one of these folks that likes to monitor your energy usage and and, mm-hmm. and really get down to mm-hmm. which appliance, these things are so smart that they actually pick up on 
signals that come from out certain outlets. So if you run wow. a hair dryer or something like that, it knows the wattage that, that's coming through there, and it'll link it up to a hair dryer and give you a report on that. It's amazing. So uh, these things, I don't know the particular name of it, but it's a it's an energy monitor that that actually goes into a panel, and I think they're around two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars. And you're probably looking at more than that just to get it installed yeah. by a licensed yeah. electrician. But definitely a neat thing to have if you have a a gigantic house or say you have a multifamily unit that's running off of a, a single panel that's just a good thing to have but uh well, you know uh, here in north carolina like you've talked about the blowing wind and the storms etc and of course trees coming down and damaging roofs and damaging power lines etc uh i know a lot of people have really gone to the generators and, and uh a lot of the generators that i know my um uh, stepdaughter has one in massachusetts that uh it comes on once a week for an hour and runs and oh know, yeah the, like on Friday from eleven to twelve. Or those whatever, are really you know. nice, absolutely. And it's a it's it's gas powered, I think, bottled mm-hmm. gas. Uh, but uh, it's 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 amazing to you know the that to have that convenience of. Of course, they have a lot of snow up there. Oh, stuff. they have. And, it's almost yeah. mandatory up there. You have to have a, a backup plan because it's probably once a year that they. Because really the thing is, uh, if you've got a furnace and you ain't got any electricity, <laughs> yep. most of them have got a motor in there and stuff that you've got to have uh, oh, yeah. electricity to make them operate. Yeah, the um, the generators are nice. And I want to say, you know, those units that can power a whole house and mm-hmm. uh, they come five dollars $6,000 range, so they're, yeah. they're mighty pricey. Yeah. But uh, they are sure nice to have, especially in a situation like a hurricane. And they have to be, if you're going to tie it into your power mm-hmm. Uh, system you've got to have somebody that knows what they're doing oh absolutely that's uh that's a little over my head as far as tying one of those Mm -hmm. in but you know i think the folks that benefit the most from those are the folks that are on natural gas it's just Mm -hmm. quite a bit cheaper than the lp and Mm -hmm. uh, the propane's so expensive and once you get out past a certain distance from the city limits propane's the only option and i think it's a whole lot more expensive to operate those with that type of gas yeah, well, the natural gas is the best way to go if you can get, if if you've got it available to you. For sure. Um, jumping back on the smart home thing, you yeah, know, I was doing some research on because uh, I'm familiar with the the products that I've actually used and have, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I was uh, I ran across these doorbells that they have, and these are the neatest thing for security, but they tie right into your Wi-Fi. I think it's called a, a Ring, and it's uh it's it's a little fancy looking doorbell. It looks like a, a little video camera, but mm-hmm. you know it uh, it will it will alert you when somebody comes to your door mm-hmm. and uh, show you a picture of whoever it is. And on your TV screen, uh, it'll actually on your uh, smartphone oh, or, okay. or iPad or tablet or whatever you yeah. say there. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's just a, a neat thing for security, it and especially great. with the way people yeah. have packages dropped off these days. You can monitor anybody who you know drops the package, or if somebody wants to. Take the package. You see who that is, and you just got a nice. It's better than a peephole. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. It definitely is. And uh, as far as that goes, you know these little cameras that we have, uh, where people used to have to spend thousands on security. Yeah. Now it's just one of these things where the average homeowner can go buy a few cameras, and you know it's a fraction of the cost. They operate on your Wi-Fi, and uh, it's really nice. I have one of these. It's a motion detector at my house, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. It knows that if we're away, uh, it senses when we leave our Wi-Fi connection that uh, no one is at home. So it'll tell me that I'm I've left my house as if I didn't know that already. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it'll it'll alert me when someone does a motion sensor, and it's actually mm-hmm. smart enough to know if it's a dog or you know just an uh, an animal around the house walking around. It will get used to that. Well, that was one of the things about motion uh, sensors, really, that uh, 
There were so many false alarms with them with things like uh, cats and dogs in the house, etc. Oh, yeah. Well, it's really neat because if you don't tell anyone you have it and say you've got a neighbor that feeds your dogs for you when you're out of town or yeah. something like that, you can kind of keep a check and make sure that they're hitting it every day. So, uh, But they're $100, $200 for those things. And I actually have about two or three uh, set up around the house where, you know, different points uh, mm-hmm. were gone. we got to have outside and inside. And it's just a really neat thing to um, – to have record of that and it shoots it to your phone immediately so if there's something wrong you can make a move right away and probably make a difference but uh they've got all kind of things the uh oh i tell you what though it's easy to set them off though if you if you <laughs> if you don't have a, a sharp mind like me um uh, i don't have a sharp mind but I, we were visiting uh well my stepdaughter and this was uh in rhode island at the time and uh her husband was the uh, president at, at Brown University, mm-hmm. and we were in the university residence there, staying. And they turn on the uh, the alarm, you know, after they get upstairs and go to bed mm-hmm. from the downstairs right area. Well, I went down to get a glass of water. Uh oh. And man, there were five police cars there. <laughs> the Brown Police Department. Bam, bam, bam. I'm telling you. Oh, it's nice to know it works. But yeah, yeah, sure man. They fun. were there. They were there in less than five minutes. I'm telling you. It's just uh, well, that's you know. I wasn't even been... thirsty after that. <laughs> they uh, they've just gotten so far advanced with all this stuff, and it's it's nice to see where it's going. I, I read up on something this morning because you know. I, They've got all this right now, and and if that's the case, what are they going to have in the future? And they said that really that security is going to be a big thing, that they're going to get a little more detailed. And I think with cybersecurity and folks being able to tap into your Wi-Fi and that sort of thing, that's just kind of scary and makes me grateful that I live in the country, you know. But uh, um, they've got everything from appliances that are smart. They've got this refrigerator out now that takes pictures of the inside of the the refrigerator every so often and you mm-hmm. can get on your smartphone and see how much mm-hmm. milk you have and you mm-hmm. know that's useful if you've got 15 kids like me i really don't have 15 but uh things like uh switches and if outlets. you have one of those cameras in the refrigerator <laughs> you can see if that light goes off can't <laughs> yes, you? you can right <laughs> well um you know the, from the doorbells like i mentioned they've got switches and outlets which are nice so if you're out of town you can turn on a light you know at a certain time of day and have it programmed or say you get mm-hmm. home and right now it's getting dark at six o'clock mm-hmm. if you don't get to the house until 6.30, you can have a light waiting on you. Oh, yes. You know, that's just a nice little uh, convenience, and sometimes the the cost outweighs the convenience. But in this case, these are all pretty affordable. And, um, you know, what I read about this morning when I was looking into the future of this stuff, they said that the uh, it's going to be a big advancement on things outside of the house. They've pretty well got the inside figured out, and there's only so many things you can do. But, you know, outdoor speakers that you can turn on just by mm-hmm. speaking out loud and, and yeah. sprinklers that operate on a, a you know, a time. A, they, you have timers on sprinklers, and that's not an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. But being able to operate it from your smartphone is definitely something that they have in the works. And there's, there's less products available than the others we just mentioned, but they're definitely out there, and, and they're about to hit yeah. the market pretty soon. So. Now, it amazes me this stuff, you know, uh, uh, Alexa, whatever her name yes. is, you just uh, <laughs> tell her to do something and it gets done. It gets done. It gets done. It's uh, it's amazing. Those things are, and they, we've got the Google Home thing, and um, it's really neat. The children sit around and ask it questions, and uh, mm-hmm. I had to unplug it when I realized that sometimes they use it to cheat on their homework. They Uh-oh. have an answer that they don't know, and instead of looking it up, they just said, hey, Google, what's the answer to this or that and uh it will spout off a, a long explanation and uh i'm teasing when i say that but you know those things are all nice and convenient but um 
as far as um, well, you know, it's kind of like me. I when they first started getting calculators and they let the kids take them into the class, I thought, gee, I had to figure all that stuff out when <laughs> I was coming along. Long you hand. know, yes, sir. And uh, all of a sudden, the calculators were allowed in there to do all the the figuring well, for them. Right, right, and that's only gotten worse. I wonder what it's like. And you hear about the yeah. this is off the subject, but the kids aren't doing cursive in schools, and a lot right, of a lot of things right, just changing. And right, I'm not right. so sure I'm a fan of that, but yeah. it is what it is. And my first wife had a beautiful uh, cursive handwriting. It was one of those flowery things. And in college, her her, her, her professor said. Your handwriting is beautiful. I just can't read it. <laughs> okay, uh, 3D printing. They're using that in construction. Now, what's that all about? Well, I uh, have a, a dear friend, and he's a, he's a neat guy. He's a website builder. He's a, he actually teaches a college class on drone piloting, and he's a drone pilot mm. himself and has all these certifications. I but think those things are really, oh, golly, yeah. phenomenal the they way they are. grow up. Like you folks in the roofing business. If you're looking at a church steeple or something, and you want to get all get up there to do that, you yes, can sir. have that go up and look at it. We for use it you. all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, for our business purposes, the drones are wonderful, and the cameras are so advanced, it's just amazing. There are things that you can't see with your naked eye on a right. roof that you can see with a drone because they have the 4K camera. I think it's pretty standard now. Mm-hmm. But uh, like you mentioned, say the steeple, you're going to re-roof the church, and the steeple looks fine from the ground. You can run a drone up there and get close to it and see if the paint is peeling or mm-hmm. if something needs to be done there, mm-hmm. and it's just a neat thing. My, uh, my, We had a, a situation when we finally bought our drone for the company, and we had two commercial buildings. We either had to rent a lift in two different locations, which was mm-hmm. going to be almost mm-hmm. $1,000 for delivery, lift, and everything, or we could spend a little more than that and get a really nice drone. So we bought the drone, and I'm a big kid, so I just needed an excuse. So uh, to buy the drone. To buy the drone. Yeah. So we buy yeah. the drone. Um, ended up going up and did this really comprehensive flyover, and we were able to give the building owner a, a video uh, just to show the condition of the roof, and you know we we could see the roof as clear as if we were walking on it ourselves. And uh, you know these were over 50 feet high, but mm-hmm. we ended up uh, getting both roofs inspected, and and really uh, I think one of those ended up being a recurring customer so that drone paid for itself over and mm. over but any walk of construction it's just a neat thing to have an aerial view because we haven't had access to yeah. something like that without a, a plane or a helicopter it is fabulous of course they're, they're getting into problems sometimes with interfering with air air stuff uh, and that's stuff. only going to get worse i think and yeah. uh, you know around uh we're working at the coast we go through jacksonville or military town mm-hmm. it's nothing to see two or three planes flying over and two or three drones at any given time yeah. and uh I don't know how they keep all that straight, and I'll just stick to my my drone pictures and videos in the construction world. Mm-hmm. And and uh, usually we don't have any kind of conflicts. But I will say, if you're if you're piloting one of those things, but I understand that you're not supposed to fly over somebody's property without. That's right. That's right. Uh, it gets approval. a little it gets a little uh, shaky with subdivisions, and mm-hmm. you know you can't help but so if you do a a flyover in a subdivision, or say you just go uh, to take a picture of a roof, we try to keep it right there on the job that we're working. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I'm not a big fan of doing that because everybody in a subdivision has a Wi-Fi signal coming from their house mm-hmm. and the Wi-Fi will disrupt the oh. the connection with your phone and the drone. So, you know, it can be Didn't problematic. Yeah. Yeah. I almost lost the drone just because of that. It just kind of went a little haywire and I had to get a little closer to it proximity wise and i was able to reel it back in and, and get it landed but not not a fan of the subdivisions and drones together no but uh, um, this this 3d printing um this fellow that does all these 
drone piloting, he uh, he and I talked last week, and he said that he is really working on this 3D house printing. And I said, well, tell me more. And he got into uh, the things about the, uh, the, the basically the history of the 3D printing. You know, they say you could print a – I think the big scare a while back was you could actually print a, a, a firearm from yeah, 3D. Yeah, and, plastic. And I thought, wow, that's got to be something to that. But Well, you know, the first experience I ever had was at the dentist when he you sat right there in the chair – Mm-hmm. And they made the tooth uh, oh. and and installed it and everything. I didn't you know, know that. Yeah. That's amazing. It was amazing to me, too. It was a, it was a cap, of course, but it just did it in, instead of being sent off somewhere and whatever, mm-hmm. they just put it right in. You oh, know? wow. And, I didn't uh, realize that. That is out there, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, with these houses... The main thing, you know, you hear a great idea like this, and you're thinking, well, does it work, or is it affordable? Mm -hmm. And so I did a little research of my own, and, you know, worldwide, this thing is really going to catch on with the 3D printing. I read that the lack of affordable housing affects 1.2 billion worldwide. So when you're thinking about that many people that you could possibly house across the world, that's just a heck of a, A you know, and, you know, I I see mission fields go into this type of thing because Mm -hmm. it's just an affordable thing, and you don't have to be a a building contractor to do this. If somebody's going to have shelter or not, they're not worried about the inspections department in another country, you know. But uh, the the ones that I was looking at, they were around six to 800 square feet, so that's about like an apartment. Mm -hmm. And the 3D printing was only about $10,000 for all the, structural components of the house and mm-hmm. so that's amazing and just a tiny fraction of what it costs to do the same thing with a stick built but um there's a couple of companies that are already knee deep in this and they uh there's one company i think that they have a hundred on schedule in el salvador to be printed next year wow. which is a neat thing and uh once this takes a foothold you know it's going to spread like wildfire i have a feeling and you you can get really uh, wide in the turns with the design. So you mm-hmm. can go plain and simple, mm-hmm. which is probably how it'll start. But some of the folks who have a little more uh, capability in terms of the shapes and sort of thing, they're these houses look like something out of Star Wars. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So you can go as uh, you can. Well, I can remember when he got to be a fad back in the '60s. They were doing something like an igloo type of. Right, a thing you know that would be like out of styrofoam yeah. or whatever. You know, it looks they look similar to that, and yeah. uh, it's just amazing. And that ten thousand dollar cost, uh, when I read into it, of course that doesn't include the concrete that you would have for like a mm-hmm. slab or foundation yeah. or anything like that. But it's it's not a lot more than that to to get something under roof. And uh, and I, I guess think the it's geothermal type. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. As far as efficient, they are very efficient, and. Uh, you know, with the geothermal uh, heating and everything, I'm sure that all that will tie together because that's just kind of the new wave. And I think geothermal is dictated a lot by the tax credits mm-hmm. because it's so mm-hmm. expensive. But we did several geothermal systems in the past, a couple different ways, and uh, we've had a lot of success with that sort of thing. Well, you know, the power companies are encouraging people. Uh, you'd think, well, that, that's competition. But I figured it out. If you do all of the if you do all of the panels and make your own power, they're just going to go up on the power they say. They've got you. it figured out, don't they? They do. <laughs> I mean, they got you beat one way or the other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about uh, energy efficiency, though, I remember a friend of mine, this was back in the 60s, and they pumped that, uh, like, styrofoam in the walls, and I, uh, then they, they said that was, uh, uh, was cancerous or whatever. Mm-hmm. It had a... It, it 
emitted a, uh, an odor or something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm not familiar with it. Even the, though it did a great job of insulation. It did. It did. It, uh, you know. Well, now with the— And it cost a fortune to tear it out. Oh, I can only imagine. I, and that stuff doesn't really settle where you could just kind of take a wall out here and there right. and get it out of there. Right. But, no. Yeah, the regulations are so stringent now that that's— don't really see anything like that coming in into play, mm-hmm. but back then that was kind of ahead of its time, and they yeah. had the right idea but the wrong product. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was. Uh, I think they uh, they changed that product to where it got to be. You know, you could use it, but uh, the first ones that came out were, uh, you know, emitting some sort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, odor or gas. Gas, right. I should say. Right. Right. That, yeah. The uh, spray foam took the place of that. The spray foam's wonderful, and that mm-hmm. is uh, a lot of lot to be said for the spray foam, but it sure is expensive. Okay, we'd like for folks to get in touch with you during the week, uh, call in some questions, or call in here on the program. We're glad to hear from you here. And if you want to call uh, and leave a question for Donnie, the number is 336-270-9292, 270-9292. And uh, he's here every Wednesday at 1130. And it's, uh, our program is brought to you by SureTop Roofing of Burlington. And uh, they are glad to help you out with uh, any job when it pertains to the the roofing business. And they uh, do the small jobs, and they do the big jobs. So, uh, Could I add one thing? Yeah. I know last week I mentioned uh, we've got several folks that are at a, a desk job or, you know, just can't get out to make a phone call mm-hmm. because this isn't just before the lunch hour. But we have an email account set up. It's contractorcornerquestions at gmail.com. And that's just a nice uh, way to get a question yeah. in. Say something crosses your mind and it's not quite Wednesday. If you want to shoot me an email, I, I log all those questions and then we, we bring them for the next show. And that's good because we like to have your questions. We like to know what you folks are thinking about. And uh, if you're having problems with your roof right now, be sure to get in touch with our good friends because they're at uh, 270-9292. And they'll be glad to come out and take a look at things. Donnie, see you next Wednesday. See you next week. Okay. Take care. Contractors Corner. Join us every Wednesday right here on WBAG, AM and FM, Burlington, Graham, North Carolina. It's your hometown radio station.